This recording of Father Craig Swan was made live at St. Peter's by the Sea Episcopal Church on August 15, 2021, at the 1015 service. It is the opening collect, gospel reading, and sermon. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us say together, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us, you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of his redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel 
of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. As I said before, my father loved to collect music soundtracks. And one of the musical soundtracks he had was for the Music Man. I don't know how many remember that play, but it's a story about how a con man comes into River City, a average, everyday, Middle Western town, with the idea of stirring up enough fear in the people so that they will buy his musical instruments for the band that he will start. And his key song of introduction is, Oh, there's trouble. There's trouble in River City. There is trouble in River City, and trouble begins with T, which rhymes with P, which stands for Pool Hall. And so by chanting this and building up a frenzy, he convinces the people that by buying the musical instruments from him, which he didn't really have, he would take their young people and help them avoid their um, unused time and occupy it with this band that he was going to form and prevent them from entering into the trouble that a pool hall would bring or did bring from his perspective. I share that story because as we read today's passage from the gospel, it, were these wor it was these words by Jesus taken out of context in the first century that allowed some of the rabble-rousing by the um, government, by Caesar in the Roman Forum, etc., to build the people up against Christianity because they said, look, in secret they have this event in which they eat flesh and blood. And here is from their writings when it talks about eating flesh and blood of Jesus. And people began to become scared that those Christians would kidnap their small children and use them as sacrifices for this cannibalistic meal. Now, I can see how people grew into that belief and how easily swayed they were knowing the times and that there were many religions that still practiced sacrifice. But I also think back to when I was like five or six years old trying to figure out this thing called the Eucharist. And I lived during a time when we weren't allowed to receive communion until after we'd been confirmed. And so every week we would go to the altar rail with my parents to receive a blessing, and then I would hear the priest say, the body of Christ, and place this round, wafer-thin thing in my mother and father's hands. And they would eat it. And then would come the chalice. And in my six-year-old mind, now I'm sure there weren't a lot of six-year-olds that worried about these things, but I did. I was a little strange, I'll admit. I came to believe, based on what I saw and heard, that somewhere in the world, somebody was cutting off very thin slices of Jesus' bones and sending them out to the churches in the world. 
I never thought about the fact that the supply would run out pretty quick. But that's where my mind was, and it was to my great relief, because later that year we began First Communion, when the priest took us back into the sacristy and showed us the communion wafers and talked about how they were made by nuns at a convent not too far from us. And to my relief, they really weren't the bones of Jesus. But what does it mean when we talk about eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking Jesus' blood, especially in light of what Jesus says in this morning's gospel? And to understand what Jesus is saying, Carolyn Lewis writes that the only way to interpret the gospel of John is to interpret through the lens of the first chapter, the prologue. And through this very specific sentence, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Caroline points out that the term or Greek word for flesh used in the first chapter is the same Greek word used in today's gospel. So when Jesus refers to us as eating his flesh and drinking his blood, he is referring back to what John tells us in the opening prologue, that Jesus' true flesh, true source of life, is the word of God itself. He is the word incarnate that has come to live among us. It is the word of God, if we go all the way back to the book of Genesis, that is the creative and life-giving aspect of our creator. It is the word of God that calls forth this world, brings order out of the chaos, and calls up humankind. And it is the word of God that sustains us. In a few weeks' time, our collect for Sunday will tell us to, or guide us to, read, mark, and inwardly digest Holy Scripture. Now, other than my daughters, when they were about a year and a half to two, there aren't many people I know that nod on Bibles. So it's really not about chewing and eating and inwardly digesting, but it is about internalizing the Word of God, the abundance of divine love as given to us through Jesus and the cross. And I think about that in terms of when I used to teach swimming that first summer of teaching. Now, if anyone's familiar 
with Red Cross back in the 80s. What you will know is that every day over a 10-day session is clearly lesson planned as to what skills you teach, what activities you use, all in the hopes of building up towards whatever the skills test is at the end of the 10-day session. I remember the first two weeks I taught solo. I literally had the manual right there in front of me and constantly referenced it. And the only way I got from skill A to skill B to skill C was constantly looking back. But something changed when I got to the third session. I had internalized the core of what was supposed to be taught. And in doing that, I was able to free myself up from the bounds of the manual and allow myself to just kind of take over with it and integrate my own style and person with the lessons and the skill sets that I was teaching at every level. This is what Jesus is calling us to do. That we are like, as St. Patrick's breastplate tells us, not to only have God before us, God beside us, and God behind us, but God within us. And it is through the reading of Scripture and through prayer and through the gift of the Eucharist that we are able to have the intimate relationship with God that allows our experience of God to go from being an external experience to one that is internal and to allow God within us to permeate every cell of our bodies through the Eucharist so that we can become and be Christ to the world, Christ to the church, and Christ to each other. Maybe there is trouble in church because there's trouble that starts with T and rhymes with C, that starts with Christ. And Christ is trouble because through Christ we offer a transforming love for this world. Amen.